the average player will will increase speed or decrease speed uh, one and a half to two miles an hour when the club changes by a half of an inch. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Today's episode is the third installment in a series of shows that Garrett and I have been doing lately uh, that I'm calling the Spec Series. Uh, the first episode was about Liangle, and we spent about 30 minutes talking about Liangle. And we actually, I'm really, really proud of, of our listeners. We got a ton of great feedback about that episode. We were a little unsure going into that one. How are people going to like this? Is this, you know, like a little boring? It's not as, you know, sexy as talking about a new driver launch. But we're really glad to know that the listeners of the show are, are, are really into making sure their equipment is dialed just right, uh, tuned up for them. And so we did another episode, and that one was on offset, which was that one I thought was ambitious just because, uh, you know, we, you don't think about offset very much. It's not really something that's easily man- manipulated. But thanks to the help of Garrett, uh, we were able to break that down and got some more good feedback. So I thought we would do another episode today along those same lines. So Garrett, you're here with me again. Garrett, thank you as always for for joining us and sharing your knowledge here in the fitting room. Yeah, glad to be back with you and, uh, and do another episode. And uh, I think today's talk, it uh, kind of reminds me of a parent having a, the birds and the bees talk with their, uh, their, their child. You know, it's not a conversation that they want to have per se, but it's one that has to be had at some point. So I think that's where today's uh, uh, episode leads us. <laughs> that's a great analogy. And it seems like there's a lot of those types of discussions having to happen uh, in our society these days for a lot of different topics, but this one, hopefully not quite as heavy as some of those others, but equally important and useful for your, for your golf game. Um, so that what you're alluding to is, is length. And we're talking about length today. And, uh, we don't really know. I got a couple things on my list of things that I want to address, but, um, you know, I don't know exactly where this is going to take us or how deep we're going to go, but, I'm confident that when we're done this episode, we will have covered everything that a golfer needs to think about with respect to their golf clubs and length. And we're going to cover the full bag. We're going to talk about the driver all the way down to the putter because length matters in all of those things. And it's not always as straightforward as you think where maybe you're thinking, oh, I'm this tall, so I should have this length or I'm... Uh, yeah, it's not always as simple as, you know, getting fit for a suit. How long does the, the shirt sleeves need to be made or suit sleeves need to be made because of how long your arms are? There's a lot more to it when uh, it boils down to how long a golf club needs to be made for a player. So let's talk first about things that uh, – one of the things I know as for regular listeners of the show, we talk about length a lot when it, from a tinkering standpoint that it seems innocent enough. You know, like, uh, you know, I hit my shorter clubs better, so maybe I'm going to shorten my driver a little bit because I'll hit it better. And it's only a half inch, so, like, uh, it, it won't make that big a difference for anything else. But length is so intimately tied to so many other aspects of the golf club. And if you go back and listen to – I encourage it to go back and listen to the Liangle podcast. We talk about Liangle. The beauty of Liangle is when you adjust the Liangle – you can pretty much do that for the most part in a, in, independently of any other variable. Like the length isn't really changing, the weight isn't changing, the swing weight isn't changing, but you can adjust loft and lie and um, keep everything else intact. 
Length is not like that at all. So yeah, help me understand that. Length is one of the uh, the changes to a club that certainly has trade-offs. Some of them can be good. Some of them can be bad. Um, if you change the length of the club, swing weight um, is going to be changed as well. That's kind of the most obvious and, and probably the most noticeable one uh, right away. If you, if you don't change the club head and you just cut your, your club down, like you said, a half inch, the swing weight is going to get lighter. Um, and it doesn't matter what type of club you're changing, driver all the way through putter, that, that's going to be true. Uh, the longer the club is, uh, like on woods, it takes a smaller change in length to um, have a like a single point change on swing weight as the club gets shorter wedges and putters it takes a little bit larger change um, um, so in other words it's about What's an eighth the... of an inch on a driver and it's it's closer to a quarter of an inch uh on a, on a wedge to see a, a full change in a swing weight point and that's um because of the length of the lever arm and the yeah. relative effect of that so we say you know the rule of thumb that kind of goes around there is Every half inch of length equals three swing weight points. And that's somewhat in between what you just said. So a half inch with the driver is going to be a lot more than three. And a half inch with a wedge will be a little less than three. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes you've, we've seen players um, change the length purely to change the swing weight. And sometimes players are changing the length to, as you alluded to earlier, to change how they control club uh, or, or in hopes to control it better. Sometimes players are lengthening it in hopes to gain speed. Um, and sometimes those changes on swing weight have a, have a negative consequence on, uh, on what the player was trying to do. So there's, there's sometimes a good situation, sometimes bad, um, as far as the, the change to swing weight from a change in length. So if a player says, hey, I want to uh, swing the club head faster, one of the easiest ways to do that is to make the club longer. But if making it longer makes the swing weight much heavier, players who are swing weight sensitive may not actually swing that club faster. Yeah, and maybe they're swinging faster, but the swing weight may throw off their timing with something else in their swing, like where the face is pointed at impact or where, where they hit it on the club face. There's no linear uh, sort of explanation on, um, you know, as the swing weight changes in a certain direction, players tend to do X, you know, is sort of player dependent. As the swing weight gets heavier, some players may leave the face more open. Some may shut it more. Some may be no different at all, and they just notice a little difference in feel, and they get used to it. Some, it throws them off entirely, and, you know, they might just – might not even hit a ball. They'll just hold the club and say, well, this doesn't feel right to me anymore. I've got to change it back somehow. Everyone's a little different how they approach the swing weight change. So the uh, swing weight, definitely probably the thing that uh, unexpectedly changes the most – uh, but what about what else? What else does a, a changing length, or what else is length tied to? Uh, length is tied to speed, um, so um, it makes sense for the most part. If you make the club longer, you've got a longer lever there. You're gonna this club head's gonna travel around a bigger arc. It's gonna uh, be swinging with a little bit greater speed, and that change in speed, like. If, if you kept lengthening and lengthening the club to swing the club faster, there eventually is a diminishing return to where you don't see an increase in swing speed. And that, that too, uh, is kind of player dependent to where uh, some players, um, you know, you could lengthen a, a club two inches and they could continue to swing it faster. Some players, after an inch and a half, get to the two inch and they'll, they'll maybe swing it slower than they did at an inch and a half. You see that all the time, too. 
So, uh, so speed. So, you know, like the, the sh if you're saying, Oh, I want to, uh, shorten my club, you know, cause I hit shorter clubs better. You, you will be sacrificing speed. Yeah. You'd have a loss in speed there. And I think one of the things that's m the most overlooked in, in fittings as it relates to speed and the length of the club, um, is, is the ball speed. Most players get really tied up in their swing speed. Um, and they kind of don't factor in their, their ball speed as much. So some players, it's usually a better player. They'll, they'll see a potential loss in swing speed, but not a loss in, uh, in ball speed as maybe they shorten their driver a little bit because their centeredness of contact improves with the shorter length and they don't see a, a loss in speed. So the, the ball speed is what we should be really paying attention to more so than club head speed. So some players, they might shorten the club, find the center of the face, you know, the old CFC a little more often, and that'll increase ball speed. Um, others, it'll be the opposite. Yeah, for the most part, the players that tend not to see a loss in, in ball speed are better players as you shorten the club a little bit. Um, our research has, has shown in the past that um, average to below average players, which is the the broad, maybe not the people that are listening to this show as much, but the broad segment of, of, of golfers out there kind of fall into this category. Um, players with longer driver shafts to have, to have a tendency to square the face easier um, and, and not only swing the club faster and thus get a faster ball speed, but they hit the ball straighter with the longer shafts as well. Right. So kind of contrary to some of the the, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a myth, but some of the, the rumors out there that players hit their drivers straighter when they're shorter. They're commonly held beliefs, I'd say, would be. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so what effect does a uh, changing length have on the overall weight of the club? So not the swing weight, but the overall weight. Yeah, so if you shorten it, you're cutting a little bit of mass out of uh, the club. So sh shortening the club, you decrease the overall weight. Lengthening the club, you may increase the overall weight. Um, I would say the amount that a player is likely to change a club to get it to where it suits their, their goal or their, or, or their posture or their height, I, I don't think they would notice the change in overall weight as much as they would notice the change in the swing weight like we just right. talked about. Um, right, like so, a, half know, inch, a half inch of a shaft is, you know, a gram. It's not yeah, a half lot. inch of a metal shaft is a couple grams, half inch in a driver shaft, you know, it's very, very little. Um, right. So that's, that's kind of uh, – not a, not a huge concern, I'd say, but that is something that, that would change. Um, okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, totally agree there. Uh, now, what about – this one is not quite as intuitive, I don't think, because when we measure clubs, um, like uh, on a loft line machine, we're measuring them from a fixed standpoint of the club sitting with the grooves parallel to the ground and the shaft sticking up, and we measure the loft but, or the lie. But – how about a changing length? How does that affect the lie angle of the golf club? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That's one that every fitter's got to kind of know uh, the back of their mind as they're changing length for a player, whether it's for a taller player, shorter player, for a player looking to gain speed or a player to gain control. Those are kind of the, the main four reasons someone changes length during the fitting. Um, you're going to have an impact on the lie angle. So as you length, every, every half inch in club length has a, a – the effect of changing the lie angle by about a degree. And as um, you lengthen the club, club plays more upright and shorten the club, play, the club plays flatter. So 
in terms of shot shape bias, you can kind of think of that in you might draw a longer club or pull a longer club a little bit more than, than the, the length you just started at. And if you shorten a club, you might push the ball a little bit more, slice the ball, unless you address, you know, the, the lie angle um, as well. Um, so that could be one, you know, a player says, hey, I've sliced the ball. I want to have a little more control. I don't slice my short irons. So I want to go a little shorter on my driver. Uh, it's possible that now the lying angle being a little flatter, it's not going to help necessarily with the slice. Yeah, that's certainly possible. And if it's, uh, again, if it's a higher handicapper, um, it's possible that they might not control the shorter driver better. If it's a, bit, a lower handicapper, they might control it a little bit better. Um, but uh, um, we typically don't see a 18 handicapper. You give them a 44 and a half inch drive, cut an inch off, and then all of a sudden they hit every fairway. They tend to still miss hit um, shots with lower swing speed. Maybe they, they don't hit it as far offline because they're losing speed essentially. Um, but um, they're not necessarily guaranteed to start hitting, you know, way more fairways. Uh, with that shorter shaft length, whereas a tour player, they might tighten up their dispersion a little bit. That's why you see very few players going the 46-inch length on the PGA Tour. There are some, but uh, the vast majority play 45 or 44 and a half, somewhere between those two lengths. Did Bryson ever put in the 48-inch shaft he's been threatening to play? I don't know. I know um, uh, he came to the Callaway Test Center at one point when he was between amateur and, and turning professional. And um, we worked with him a few times and uh, very, uh, very talented guys, as everyone now knows. Um, and he tried everything from a 48 inch shaft with us down to a 42 inch shaft. And of course, as we're changing the length of the shafts, we're changing the head mass and his uh, kind of ex uh, experiment on shaft length when he was tinkering with us back, uh, this is probably four or five years ago now. Um, as we went down to the 42 inch shaft, we ended up putting like 25 or 30 grams of head mass into the head. And his theory was a heavier club head is going to hit the ball harder than a lighter club head, which is true in a sense, but the, uh, in the improvement in sort of efficiency or how hard the, the club head is, is going to hit the ball uh, is kind of outweighed by the loss of swing speed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, speed, I think speed trumps weight uh, every time. Yeah, it uh, does. For sure. To, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have in my research, I have one more variable that length affects. Um, you may have more, but what else do you got? Um, well, let's hear what, what you have uh, up your I, sleeve I got, first. I got shaft flex. I got that as you change length, the the – the stiffness or the amount your shaft is going to uh, flex will also be affected. Yeah, um, I, I think of that uh, an analogy as like if you're uh, doing yard work, I've got a, a big yard, so I'm always doing yard work. So I guess that's fresh in my mind. But uh, if I'm picking up some sticks and I have to break them to put them into the, to the big bin, um, you know, a small stick or a shorter stick is harder to break than a longer stick. So Kind of the same concept there if you break a pencil in half and then try and break that in half again uh the halves they're harder to break so yeah if, if as you shorten shaft lengths 
it plays slightly stiffer and, and that's measurable on a, on a frequency machine too. Um, and then as you play it longer, um, it's going to play a little bit softer. So I would say the, the most applicable scenarios for those are when you like fit in a really short player, like a junior and maybe they've got some decent speed, but they're just not tall enough for adult clubs yet. So you need to put them in like, you know, six inches shorter than a, than a men's club. Um, we'll often give them uh, ladies or light flex shafts, even though they've got the speed uh, to swing, you know, regular flex. Because by the time you cut six inches off, it's going to be really, really stiff um, at that length. And then the opposite, kind of the, the super tall players out there, someone 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six, where their irons need to be, um, you know, two inches over or inch and a half over. And they've got a lot of speed typically if they're that tall. Um, we often need to stiffen them up. So maybe they, they swing in the flex that on paper puts them in a, a regular flex shaft or a stiff flex. We usually kind of up the flex one. Uh, and then I'll, what I also like to do for that player is lighten the shaft. Because as we talked about, as you go longer, the swing weight gets heavier. So you can keep right. the, the swing weight and the stiffness kind of matched up better with that player by going lighter and stiffer than they would if they didn't need to lengthen their clubs. What do you think the threshold is for actually jumping a flex, either jumping up or jumping down? Is it an inch? Is it two inches? You know, if I go an inch long, you know, I think mean... it, it kind of depends a little bit on how close to a player is to sort of another flex category. So flexes, of course, are just kind of a starting point on paper. A lot of the shaft manufacturers would say, if you swing a, an iron 70 to 80, you're a regular flex. 80 to 90, you're uh, stiff flex. So if someone swings between 79 and 81, most of their swings, depending on the player, they might like the regular or they might like the stiff. So if it's a player that swings at that speed and they need to go longer, um, you'd, you'd definitely go stiff and see how they liked um, possibly even an extra stiff. Uh, someone that needs to go shorter. So it's not so clear cut. Um, and it's not a, um, it's not like a, a, an absolute rule. Some players, if you lengthen it and you say, yeah, it's going to play pretty whippy here. Let's, let's bump up the flex. They might try that and say, yeah, it doesn't feel as good as that kind of the, the softer one felt. So it's always a, a player dependent thing there. But if you were to um, kind of generalize it, I would say once you're more than an inch and a half, um, they start to feel like an entire flex different. Right. Shorter being stiffer, right. longer being softer, of course. Now, last week we sat down with Kim Braley from KBS, who's uh, the namesake for KBS. Uh, and he was mentioning, you know, everything that they do. They're, you know, he said an, an S is not an S is not an S. When you look across brands or even within brands and you look at different models within brands, but um, that with the KBS products, they have like an actual formula where it, it's, they're able to, you know, like they'll trim it certain ways to be able to optimize your CPMs to make sure that the, the flex or the feel you get is, um, is consistent across your club. So that was an interesting episode. I learned a lot from, from Kim. Check that one out um, anywhere where you listen to the fitting room. Um, 
Okay, so let's shift gears now. And I want to talk a little bit about, okay, I have a better understanding for what are the variables that length affects. So length, like we said, you don't, have, you don't change length in a, in a silo. Whenever you change length, you need to consider swing weight, lie angle, uh, your club head speed, the overall weight, and the shaft flex. These are all things that, that end up getting affected. So as a golfer, I want to know, let's start at the top. Let's start with the driver. Um, what am I looking for in terms of length with a driver? Like, how do I know if I'm in the right length of a driver? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I, you got to kind of start with what a goal is. And everyone's goals with their driver might, might vary depending on their speed and their skill level. Um, for instance, we might, you might uh, come across a pretty good player Maybe they're getting a little up in age and they don't hit the ball as far as they once did. They're not concerned about being able to control the driver because they feel like that's not an issue, but they want to do everything in their power to know that they can hit it a little bit farther. That often entails trying longer shafts and seeing if they, uh, if they do have an increase in, in ball speed, as we talked about, not so much head speed, but mostly ball speed. And then if they do, does that come with any trade-offs like now um, you miss your, your miss is a little bit bigger than it used to be, um, and then if your if your goal is you know I got a, I got a lot of speed but man I don't hit enough fairways um, I need a driver that I can control better kind of like we talked about on uh, um, the live show earlier this week um, um, does shortening the shaft in fact help help the player hitting hit the ball uh, straighter so you just have to have a goal in mind and then try. Mm -hmm. Uh, different variables, length, of course, being one of them, weight, flex, all, all the things you mentioned in, in the shaft, uh, and then the options within the, the heads um, to see if, if that little change um, kind of helps you reach, get closer to the goal you're after. So with and the driver... Ideally, if you, if you can isolate the changes um, that you're doing, you can kind of tell if they're working or not. So in other words... If you say you try a uh, standard length sub-zero driver and you say, yeah, you know, I, um, I want to hit it farther. And then you try a longer shaft standard head, uh, standard Maverick driver instead of the sub-zero, you, then you're changing two variables at once. And if you happen to hit it better or worse, which variable do you, do you blame for the change? So right. change those one at a time. You'll, you'll kind of zero in on, on the right length that way. And I think with a driver, because the club is really long anyway, that there, you have a little more uh, leeway in terms of the length that you go with. Like, you know, you could be a tall guy and play a short driver, or you could be a short guy and play a long driver. And it, it can work for a couple of reasons. Number one, the club's long anyway. Number two, you're less concerned about turf interaction. So the ball's teed up for you. So that club, I think, is a little unique from a length standpoint that there's flexibility that there there might not be elsewhere in the bag so let's go down the bag let's go to the irons so i think the conversation of length of irons is a little bit different than the driver yeah it's a little bit more um you know how how tall is the player um what length helps them get into proper posture at a, at a dress um so it's a little bit more um tied to kind of the the getting fit for a suit analogy where you know, how, how big of a person are you? This is the length that you need. Um, and then we do see players, some players play lengths that are slightly longer 
or slightly shorter for that matter. But mostly if we see someone change iron lengths to help with performance rather than just purely for um, posture at a dress, uh, it's to lengthen the club so that they swing a little bit faster. In fact, you'll often see at the tour level, you'll see the LPGA players play the same length as the PGA Tour players, even though the, the average LPGA player might be three or four inches shorter than the average uh, male player. And they flatten the lie angles to sort of uh, address for that. And um, the players will, will tend to swing the club a little bit faster as a result, and they're skilled enough on the LPGA Tour not to feel like they, they have a harder time controlling a club that, um, you know, on paper might be a little longer than they, they would want. So two degrees flat is like super common to see with the LPGA or symmetric players um, on standard men's clubs. And then of course um, with drivers, some of them lengthen, some of them play longer than the men, some of them play shorter. Um, now to what you, extent is, um, uh, it's a common measurement in a fitting bay is the wrist to floor measurement. So if yeah. the player's standing straight up and they measure where the break in the wrist is to the floor. To what, do, how much uh, credibility or, or value do you put in that measurement? Yeah, it's just, it's like a good baseline, it's a good starting point. Um, I think 34 and a half to 36 inch wrist to floor measurement. You're kind of at a height where you could hand someone an off the rack club and it's going to sort of feel okay, feel, feel normal. They're not going to, you're not going to have to bend more at the waist or flex more at your knees to kind of get the club to the ball. Um, and, um, some players, um, you know, within that range, they, they still play something slightly different than, than standard. Uh, but it's usually be due to a trial and error process to sort of achieve a goal that that player has. So in other words, the players that are searching for speed, they might have that standard length wrist and floor. And they say, well, how do I hit it farther? Once you've, you've exhausted your resources as far as which heads help hit the ball farther and what shaft weights hit the, you know, help create more speed. We see players all the time say, okay, well, what if I lengthen it half inch and then you try it and say, yeah, I'm hitting it farther. I haven't lost dispersion yet. What happens if I swing it an inch longer? Uh, and then you kind of go through that process again. Did I gain speed? If I did, did I, uh, is there a trade-off? Do I lose control? And then I've, I've seen players go as long as two inches without, um, you know, being tall. Their goal is just to, to gain speed. Um, and at some point, it seems like the either the, there's not an increase in speed or there's too big of a trade-off on control um, for the players that are really, you know, searching for distance. Um, and oftentimes it's around an inch, inch and a half where – it's kind of like any longer and it's like, no, there's no point. There's no benefit or, or it's worse um, in some so way. Here's a question we get a lot with the irons is, you know, let's say the player is maybe shorter or it's a junior and they are a little, uh, a standard length set of clubs is a little bit too long. Uh, so the question is, should I get shorter clubs or can I choke down on the standard length club? Like what, to what effect is choking down relative to making them shorter? How do you see that? Um, I think it's a little bit up to the, to the player there because if it's a junior, um, they're probably not going to be that height for very long. And the hard part about fitting kids is 
you know, you know they're going to have a growth spurt at some point. You just don't know when it is. It could be next month. It could be two years from now. Um, and um, golf clubs are, are certainly not, not an inexpensive item to purchase for, for a kid. So right. if the parents or whoever's getting the kids their clubs wants, you know, not to have to replace them every six months or a year, then I usually say, yeah, just have, have them choke down a little bit, um, and then they've got some room to grow into them. Um, so I try and kind of find a length to where it's not, not too long for the kid to, to play well with right now, um, meaning that, um, you know, not too heavy. Um, they're not standing way far from them on the ball to where it's like they're not going to work good until they grow. Um, but I also like to find a length that allows them to get a little taller uh, without feeling like my clubs don't fit me anymore. And oftentimes with juniors, um, the thing they grow out of more than the length um, is the sort of the, the weight and flex of the golf club. So mm-hmm. as a kid goes, maybe that's a 13, 14-year-old player, and uh, obviously they're not quite done growing yet, and they, uh, they come back in a year, and they've gotten a little bit taller and you watch it and they say, did I outgrow my clubs? And you kind of look at them and it's like, no, that looks like a great length for you. But now they're swinging 14 miles an hour faster with their irons. And it's kind of like, well, we don't need to change your length as much as we need to get you a, a club that's maybe heavier, maybe stiffer and see if that gives, gives you a little bit better control. Right. Um, and of course, some kids, it's the, they, out, they outgrow the length and the weight very quickly. So they're always, they're always moving targets. So, Right. Um, yeah, I always liked the story of it's probably 10, 12 years ago now, but Anthony Kim, uh, he always would choke down probably about two inches on his irons. And yeah. I asked him about it, and he was like, Well, I grew up using my dad's clubs, and they were too big. So I learned how to play golf choking up on the club, and it was just a feel that I like. So now he plays irons that were two inches long, but he would choke down on them two inches. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you can get accustomed to that. And I actually heard a story kind of through the grapevine when Nike was still making clubs uh, from one of the, the reps there um, uh, that, uh, you know, why, why wouldn't you just make him a shorter driver? You know, he was choking up on the driver too. And they said, um, we did. We made him like a 43-inch driver so that his hands were going to be um, at the end of the grip where they normally were when he was choking up a bunch. And they said he took it and he choked up to like 41 inches. And then like, <laughs> you know, he, he couldn't not choke up on it basically. Right. So they, they stuck with the, the length that allowed him to choke up and then, you know, perform the best that way. Now, is there any effect on choking up? I mean, obviously the overall weight of the club will be slightly more. Yeah. Um, but what about, is there any counterbalance effect? I know the grip, if you're choking down on a grip, your grip size gets smaller as you choke down. But is there any other effect of like uh, maybe yeah. counterbalancing that's advantageous? I don't know that it's um, that any change because there's a little weight above your hands is going to be a, a linear performance um, attribute. Like um, everyone that chokes up sort of sees the same change in, or any change. Um, you will feel like the head's a little bit lighter because uh, essentially it's going to, um, you know, to be more similar to just shortening the club altogether where the swing weight gets lighter. So for players that do choke up, they'll, you know, the, the club will feel that way, lighter swing weight. That's the main thing that I would, yeah. uh, I would say is a noticeable difference in not choking up. 
Okay, so uh, posture critical for with irons, and then the next would be uh, if there's any performance benefit you're trying to get, whether it's a little more control, a little more distance. Um, let's shift now to the putter and putter length. Uh, putter is another thing, you know, we've seen a tall guy like Phil Mickelson, who's, you know, 6'3", playing a relatively short putter, uh, 34 inches. We've also seen shorter guys using 35-inch putters. So what's the, the, the magic or the science behind length for putter? Yeah, you know, I almost think putter putting is like a different sport <laughs> compared to swinging. Yeah. Um, it, it's, um, I don't know that there's an exact formula, but players that want to have um, you know, more of a bent-over posture versus more of an upright posture, um, you know, the length is going to need to be adjusted accordingly. I think probably the easiest way to say what the right length for a putter is um, is to wherever a player is comfortable standing um, as far as how, how much they bend over or how close their feet are together or how tall they sort of make themselves, to have a length that helps their eyes get just over the golf ball or just inside the, the, the golf ball um, and then kind of go from there. Um, I know personally, I always try and play a length of putter that makes the head feel a certain way to me. Um, and this, that's very much for me, just sort of a trial and error thing. If I kind of find a putter head that I like, and I swing it around and it kind of just, it doesn't feel like it's just right for me. I'll use length as a way to, to sort of get it to feel, uh, like a better weight or balance for myself. I, I don't know if everyone takes that approach. Uh, but that's just something, you know, I've got, I've got clubs in my hands all day, every day. And the more you pick them up and sort of swing them around and, um, you also have a build them, room. They, yeah. Got a build room. And I've just, I've just developed a kind of a method that, you know, this, this would feel better if I lengthened it a half inch or this would be a bit, feel better if I shortened it a quarter right. inch. And um, the length and the putter, I think is one of the most obvious, whereas you adjust the length and you, let's say, keep all other variables the same, you will notice that the lie angle of how that putter sits on the ground will change too. So length and lie on a putter, are uh, those go very, uh, uh, I guess, they're tied very closely to each other. Yeah. Unless I have seen certain uh, players who their posture or their stance or their hand position will actually change based on the putter they're holding as well. So sometimes – the players adapt to the putter. Other players would rather the putter adapt to them. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of players make comments about um, wanting to feel the head a certain way, want it, want it to feel heavier or it feels too heavy. Um, and then we'll use length as a way to achieve that. Now, a lot of putters now have um, movable parts just like a lot of the other clubs in the bag do as well. So some, sometimes you can change how heavy the head is without effect, without needing to change length. But length is just another lever you can pull for a player that's sort of um, swing weight sensitive, as you, as you mentioned before. Okay, Garrett, we are going to shift gears now to a topic that is, I'd say it's a pretty popular discussion topic for the last two years or so, maybe three years. And uh, that is single length irons. So we've, we've seen that, you know, there are some manufacturers that have now uh, have um, 
I guess, put single-length irons on the market. And then um, there's certain, you know, one particular PGA Tour player who is uh, – Having some the, success doing it, for sure. Had some success and probably the chief yeah. advocate for the single-length irons. Now, based on what we've talked about with single-length irons, it's not as simple as just cutting every shaft to the same length and putting them in a standard set of heads because, like we talked about in the beginning – the swing weight is going to be very different. Every head is designed for a specific length so that it hits the target, you know, D2 swing weight. So you can't take a normal five iron and put a, four, uh, a, a seven iron shaft in it. And you can't take a pitching wedge and put a seven iron shaft in it without the swing weights being way off. Yeah. So, the, so the, the tec- technically to build that type of set, there's a lot that, more that goes into it than might meet the eye. Yeah, um, you if you're gonna go the route of single length and kind of see if that's something that works good for a player, you've got to go kind of ideally for a set that is designed to be at the same length. So essentially, that means the heads are going to be the same weight, so that the swing weight um, will all come out the same. I'm not, and the high angles as well. Yeah, and the lying Essentially, the only thing that changes on those is the loft and sometimes the center of gravity, um, so that. Um, you know, the long irons can still have a chance to launch up in the air easier and, and short irons still have a chance to sort of flight, flight down easier. So I think, um, the, I think the benefits to single length irons are fairly apparent, which is like every club, I know I can work on one swing, one posture, so that, you know, there's fewer variables with different shots. You know, like choking down on a wedge is very different than trying to hit a four iron. But with single length irons, you're essentially saying I have the same, I take the same shot with the same posture, with the same length, and the club will worry about uh, adjusting distance. So that part I think is easy to understand. The trade-offs of that I think are a little less intuitive. So let's break down the trade-offs. Sure, yeah. So um, with normal clubs, a long iron's got a longer shaft, and that helps the player do – two things that are beneficial in a, in a, um, a long iron shot. Um, it's going to help a player come into the ball with a shallower attack angle, um, which will help launch the ball a little bit higher. And it's going to help the player create more speed, which because a lower lofted club is going to produce a lower backspin, you need more speed on that shot to keep the ball in the air. Um, and players already with, with traditional length, you know, variable length, irons have a hard time launching their long irons up into the air hitting them you know with the same progression and and distance gapping and being able to land them similar as their mid and short irons as far as how soft the ball lands that's already something that you know that's why hybrids are so popular because they sort of help solve solve that issue so a single length iron um, you're not swinging with a shallower attack angle than you would be a shorter mid iron and you're not really able to create more speed unless you're doing it through through your effort, right? You're not using a longer lever to help create speed. So you don't have physics on your side there. And then on the flip side of that, when you have a um, pitching wedge that's the same length as um, typically the single length irons, it's somewhere in the middle of the bag, like six or seven iron length. Yeah. So if you're swinging with a, the, the attack angle of a mid iron, you're potentially going to have a harder time flagging the golf ball down um, and um, you're going to be creating more speed 
than you would normally with a short iron. So you might end up hitting these really long, high short irons um, to, um, rather than these kind of low-flighted, spinnier shots. And right, then so around the long. greens uh, – go ahead. No, well, I was going to say long, like long short irons – and short long irons, you end up getting a lot of compression in the bag with your yardages and your gapping. Yeah, and yeah. That to me, that's the biggest obstacle with you know one swing, one length. Um, and then the other uh, thing that I think becomes a big challenge is what do you do when you're in a side hill lie around the greens? I mean, I'll, I'll miss a lot of greens, and I'll have to chip on awkward slopes. And having a club that's pretty long kind of makes those shots even more awkward than they already are. Um, so I can, I can actually disagree with you on that. You actually don't miss that many greens. So <laughs> well, good not- try. Good try on making it sound <laughs> relatable to the rest of us. But um, I think you actually hit to me, which is one of the – to me is like the crux of the, the trade-offs or the downside of single-length irons is – Let's say that it's at a seven iron length, six or seven iron, you pick. Uh, for you to hit a four iron, um, but it's at a seven iron length or a six iron length, the, the loft alone is the only thing that you have to adjust the distance. Like you said, you're not getting more speed out of that club. And so it's only the loft that will affect your gapping. So that normally on a normal club, you know, you have three degrees of loft plus a half inch of length, and that is what will affect the gapping of the club. Yeah, and usually, by the way, uh, by the way, on a half inch of length, the the average player will will increase speed or decrease speed uh, one and a half to two miles an hour when the club changes by a half of an inch. So if so you go from yeah, that's not an insignificant amount of, of, of speed. Yeah, you know, by the time you go from six iron to four iron, you're three or four miles an hour faster, hopefully. Um, and that's critical speed needed to, to help maintain the ball speed chains needed and the, the, the sheer velocity needed to keep a ball in the air with enough drag at a lower spin rate because of the, the, of the loft of a four iron. Right, um, so, so that you're ball going- lands off. So if you're going from a six iron that's at six iron length to a four iron that's at six iron length, that's an inch of, of length that you're losing. So you have to compensate for that instead of it being, you know, maybe it's between six and eight degrees different. In order to get the gapping, you're, you're going to need to strengthen that four iron to maybe what would be a traditional two iron because you have to compensate for not having the length. And the amount of people who can hit a two iron high with enough spin and land soft on a long par three or something like that is very, very low. So unless you are a high speed, high spin player, the basically the top half of the bag on single length irons, they're all going to be low line drives. You're not going to get good gapping or the gapping that you need to be successful. Yeah. And I think if you look as we've especially seen in the last couple of weeks, if you look at the tour player who is using sling length irons, Physically, the physical ability of that player is freakish. Like that's a freak athlete who's tremendously strong, tremendously fast, who has no problem hitting a two iron. And that's why that works. But if you're a, you know, a 15 handicap who is, you know, let's say your swing speed is only going to get slower over the next five, 10 years, I don't see single length irons as a, as a cure for that. 
Yeah, I, I think you hit on it. Um, that player on, on tour, his ability um, is what makes him great, not necessarily, you know, the, the single length right. element to his set. So I'd say to summarize, uh, we're going to put our flag in the ground here, Garrett, and I'm going to say that a single length irons is not fitting room approved. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think the length of the clubs has kind of gotten to where they are over um, kind of, I don't know, 150 years of, of club design progression for a reason. You know, there's been a lot of smart people making clubs over over the history of the sport. So um, I'll kind of leave it at that, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. And I will say, you know, we're a little over 40 minutes in. Some said, no way you can talk uh, uh, length for that long. I think the over one on the uh, office pool on the length <laughs> of this podcast. So I think we did a nice job covering length, but I'm interested to know what uh, what everyone thinks out there. So hit us up on the Callaway community, callawaygolf.com slash community. Head over to the fitting corner thread. Let us know what you think. Um, as always, actually, I would like to reminder, it is extremely helpful for us if you hit subscribe, if you're not subscribed to The Fitting Room, leave us a review. Um, it goes a long way to uh, making sure that we can continue this show uh, going forward and we can you know, afford Garrett's expensive appearance fees here on The Fitting Room mm-hmm. uh, every week. Um, as a reminder, uh, The Fitting Room Hotline, the Callaway Distance Fittings, if you want to spend 30 minutes one-on-one on the phone with a Callaway Certified Master Fitter to go over what is in your bag, uh, what should be in your bag, any upcoming purchases, um, and you want to uh, talk to Callaway directly, you can do that. Head over to callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting. Super cool program, um, and it's off to a great start. I can't say enough good things about that. And then, of course, you can join Garrett and I I every Monday night on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio for the fitting room live where we take your phone calls live on the air and help uh, diagnose and help you with your equipment. You can listen to that Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And finally, the fitting room is a production of Callaway Golf. Uh, Today's episode was produced by Tyler Sheehan, Trevor Miglarino, and Jen Turk. Uh, We will be back next week with more from the fitting room podcast.